This message comes from NPR sponsor Rosetta Stone, an expert in language learning for 30 years. Right now, NPR listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership to 25 different languages for 50% off. Learn more at rosettastone.com NPR. Today on State of the World, how do European countries view the war between Israel and Hamas? Thanks for listening to State of the World from NPR. We bring you the day's most vital international stories, up close, where they're happening. It's Tuesday, October 31st. I'm Greg Dixon. Today, we're going to look at how the current conflict between Israel and Hamas is viewed in Europe. Of course, politics and culture in Europe were heavily shaped by war in the 20th century, a war that led to the creation of Israel. We're going to hear perspectives from three NPR correspondents, Lauren Freyer in London, Rob Schmitz in Berlin, and Eleanor Beardsley in Paris. They spoke to Juana Summers. So all three governments where you are are firm supporters of Israel's right to exist, but each is also facing domestic criticism of that support. What does that look like where you are? And Lauren, I want to start with you in London. Yeah, so London has filled with like more than 100,000 people at these pro-Palestinian rallies every Saturday since the war broke out. They've been largely peaceful. There have been about 100 arrests over the past month for things like breaching public safety and inciting violence. And the hardline home secretary, the government here is ruled by the conservative party, called these protests hate marches. And she's actually asked police to arrest more of the protesters tweak the law if need be, redefine what free speech means, what extremism means under UK law. And let me just talk you through an example. This is the sound of a sort of boisterous crowd on a London subway train on their way to a pro-Palestinian rally last week. And the guy saying free, free is actually the train conductor, like on the PA system. And then he ends with, oh, have a pleasant day. Look after yourselves. Be safe out there. But he was suspended from his job for taking part in that protest. And Juana, this is Rob in Berlin. You know, if a train conductor said that here in Germany, he'd not only be fired, uh, but he might be criminally prosecuted for hate speech. Here in Berlin, all pro-Palestinian rallies are banned. Schools have banned Palestinian flags. The Palestinian headdress, the kafia, which is sort of a hipster accessory that a lot of teenagers wear because it's getting cold out here, has scarves, but they can't wear them anymore. You know, and the reason that Germany is so strict about this is because of the German concept of Staatskreisen. And this literally means reason of state. And it means that because of the atrocities that Germany committed against Jews in World War II, the existence and security of Israel is connected to the foundation of modern Germany. And that's why Germany is taking these protests so seriously. And Eleanor, you're in Paris. What about France is different in how it approaches the war in Israel and Gaza? Yeah, I think France is somewhere in between these two um, examples we've just had. You know, France actually has the largest Muslim and Jewish populations in Europe. So Macron, President Emmanuel Macron, is trying to have a somewhat of a balanced approach. So of course, France condemned the Hamas terrorist attacks and, and supports Israel's right to defend itself. But he's trying to also call for a humanitarian truce to get aid through. You know, Macron is under a lot of pressure. 35 French citizens were killed in that Hamas attack. And that's more than any other foreign nation, I believe, even the U.S. 
Several more are being held hostage. And pro-Palestinian demonstrations have been banned here for fear of violence. And Eleanor, I, I understand that French President Emmanuel Macron was in Israel last week. What What is he hoping to accomplish? Well, he wants the, to see the two-state solution revived. He said just because it's an old idea doesn't mean it's defunct. So he did visit, you know, Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu. But he also visited Mahmoud Abbas, uh, head of the Palestinian Authority, and the president of Egypt and the king of Jordan. He wants something to move besides violence. He wants this violence, to, this cycle that we keep seeing to end because it often reverberates back in France. I think we've seen like a lot of European politicians doing that sort of circuit. I mean, the UK Prime Minister Rishi Sunak went to Israel, went to Saudi earlier this month. The UK Foreign Minister is in the region there today. He's already been like a few times since the war began on October 7th. So like a flurry of diplomacy for sure. But I mean, at least in the UK, it's unclear what power the UK really has. It does have like deep historical links to to the region of British Mandate Palestine before, you know, the the establishment of the state of Israel. But, you know, the UK is a supplier of weapons to Israel. And just like Eleanor said, you know, the UK has stopped short of calling for a ceasefire and has absolutely like thrown its its backing behind Israel. I mean, some of this travel is a little bit like, you know, looking statesmanlike. A UK election is coming next year, but it's it's unclear what power these politicians really have to change facts on the ground. Rob, what about in Germany? What would the German government like to see happen in this war? Well, Chancellor Olaf Scholz has been very firm in his opinion that Israel has a right to defend itself. But that's the extent of his comments. He also supported the European Union stance released last week in a communique that called for, quote, humanitarian pauses in the conflict so that people in Gaza could receive humanitarian assistance. The EU is one of the biggest funders of aid to the Palestinian territories, and Germany gives around $20 million a year. So this is a priority, too, for Germany. But Germany also, like the U.S., sells weapons to Israel, weapons that are now being used against Palestinians. I mean, this war has touched so many people in so many places and unexpected ways. Lauren, in Britain, is public opinion changing as Israel continues its offensive in Gaza? Yeah, there was a poll recently that showed 89% of Britons support a ceasefire, but the UK government and both main political parties in Britain have stopped short of calling for a ceasefire. There's been a big backlash within the opposition Labour Party. Two dozen party officials resigned in protest. Big names like London Mayor Sadiq Khan, Manchester Mayor Andy Burnham are going ahead and calling for a ceasefire, breaking with their party leadership. And one of the biggest names calling for a ceasefire here is the top politician in Scotland. His name is Hamza Youssef, and his in-laws are trapped in Gaza right now. Here's what he told a UK TV channel. I think the UK's position is a shameful abdication of their moral responsibility. You know, when I spoke to my mother-in-law last, she told me that she felt completely abandoned by the UK government. And you know how many more children have to die? So he's one of the strongest voices calling for a ceasefire here, and he has a very personal connection to Gaza. Eleanor, I want to ask you the same question. How is public opinion changing in France? So after the Hamas attacks on Israel, there was a huge condemnation from France. People were very sympathetic because, as you may remember, France had two massive terrorist attacks in 2015. So people felt a lot of sympathy. 
But as this bombing goes on, Juana, of Gaza, it, things are getting difficult. There have been 800 anti-Semitic acts since October 7th. That's double the number from the entire year of 2022. So Jewish people are, are nervous. And finally, to you, Rob, is the war having any impact on German policy toward Israel? I think it's probably strengthening Germany's position in, in defending Israel. There are several European leaders that have spoken out against Israel's cutting off of water and supply lines to Gaza, but Chancellor Olaf Scholz has refrained from this criticism. Instead, he says that Israel is a democratic state guided by humanitarian principles, and because of that, he believes the Israeli army will also observe the rules that follow international laws. So, you know, this view sounds to some probably a little naive, and it's definitely a bit isolated when compared to the view of other EU leaders. And it's rooted really in Schultz's cautious approach to Israel that is really guided by what he sees as Germany's historic responsibility towards Israel. That's NPR's Rob Schmitz in Berlin, Eleanor Beardsley in Paris, and Lauren Freyer in London. Thanks to all of you. Thanks. Thank you. Thanks for having us. That's the State of the World from NPR. A special thanks to our State of the World Plus listeners for supporting our journalists around the world. If you like what you hear and you're able to join them in making our reporting possible, please sign up at plus.npr.org or on our show page in Apple Podcasts. Thanks to everyone for listening. See you again soon. What does it mean to be Black in America? In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, a collection of stories as varied, nuanced, and dynamic as the Black experience, you'll hear it means everything. Search NPR Black Stories, Black Truths wherever you get your podcasts. Support for NPR and the following message come from IXL Learning. IXL Learning uses advanced algorithms to give the right help to each kid, no matter the age or personality. Get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when you sign up today at IXL.com NPR. This message comes from Schwab. With Schwab Investing Themes, it's easy to invest in ideas you believe in, like online music and videos, artificial intelligence, electric vehicles, and more. Schwab's research uncovers emerging trends, then their technology curates relevant stocks into over 40 themes to choose from. Schwab Investing Themes is not intended to be investment advice or a recommendation of any stock or investment strategy. Visit schwab.com thematicinvesting thematic investing.